Hello, I'm Felicia Vereen, always known as Fee. Hey, Fee, and I'm your girl, Shabrita Three, better known as Red. And, and we are Inspire Her, the Total Woman Podcast, a new podcast all about uplifting you. Yes. Because, friends, face it, you are awesome. We'll be chatting up about topics we love to talk about, all the things we as women must deal with every day and the issues we complain about. Who's listening? We'll chat about the struggle, the job, and about him. Mm. You know who we're talking about. That boo, husband, boyfriend, ex, whatever you're calling them today. Mm. Our lovely hellions. I mean, kids. Our angels. But seriously, friends, life happens, and we don't always get a chance to talk about it. We take it on the chin, and we keep it moving. Because that's what we were told to do. Yep. But here on Inspire Her, the Total Woman podcast with Red and Fee, we are the friends you love to hang out with. We are here to inspire her, the Total Woman. Yeah. Hey, Red. Hey, Fee. How are you? I am good, girl. But this weather here in Savannah, Georgia is driving me crazy. We done went from mm. spring to the middle of summer with 80 some degrees weather. Now we back to cold today. I'm like, I don't know whether to put on shorts with long sleeve socks and sneakers and a heavy coat and a hat and just take clothes <laughs> off as I go, girl. It is, it's crazy. How wow. are you? I'm good. You know, the weather here is crazy also. You know, sometimes we'll get 60. 40s one day, 70 the next day, 45 this day. So I'm just ready for spring and some consistency. That's true. Spring, flowers, birds, lovers Mm -hmm. walking around, you know, all that lovey, 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 dovey stuff. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Our topic topic today is what makes your heart smile? What makes your heart smile? I know oh. true love does, but how often do you experience true love? You know, that feeling where you really feel like you're vibing with him, he's vibing with you, pushing all the right buttons. Yeah, how often does that happen? Wow. Hmm. I can probably think of several occasions in my adult life and, you know, even including that puppy love that I feel like it's true love. So, you know, it definitely has to go both ways. To get to that point, I think we need to understand what makes your heart smile. You need to know your love languages. And so I think you and I both have read about the five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, and it'll help you understand how to express your love and experience love. So I did purchase that book a while ago. You know, sometimes you're feeling like, you know, you may not be connecting like you want to, and maybe there is something else that you can do to figure out what makes your heart smile, what gives me those butterflies, what makes me wake up in the morning with him on my mind and go to sleep at night with him on my mind. <laughs> that answer. <my> <laughs> I remember, you know, you said puppy love. I remember staying up late, late, late at night and being all cross-eyed in the morning because you <laughs> talked all night. And that kind of good stuff. Like when you first meet mm-hmm. the person and you start falling in love and that, that, that good stuff. 
So let's talk about these five love languages that Dr. Gary Chapman came up with. The first one is the words of affirmation. And some examples of that are, how beautiful, you look lovely today, or you are beautiful, or, I love your hair, you look pretty in that outfit. Those words of affirmation, things that make us feel good. Because if we go all day, we go to the salon and we sit in the salon for hours. And if we come home and our husbands or boyfriends or significant others don't even mention our hair, I'll be feeling some kind of way. So sure those words of affirmation. Yeah. You, you tell yourself words of affirmation. So you definitely want to hear it. What's the next one? The second one is to give gifts. Giving Ooh. a gift says that you're thinking of me. And I know my husband was like the king of giving gifts. And I don't mean just the little small gifts. I mean cars. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, cars, jewelry. If we went out of town, it would be he would be buying me purses and clothes. The third is acts of service. Doing something special for a person that you know that they would like. Like dinner served to you or your car washed or... Someone drawing you a bath. That sounds like an old person drawing a bath. Running mm -hmm. your bath water. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yes. Wash my car. You know, take my car to get it inspected so I don't have to sit in there all day. So acts of service. Right. My ex would say stuff like, oh, well, you know, it'd be nice if you brought me lunch. You know, that. things like that. that that's an act of service. And I, now that I'm looking at this, I can clearly see that that was a love language of his. Now, these are probably my two quality time, spending undivided attention with each other, walking together, talking, holding hands, going on trips together. It doesn't really have to be anything expensive for me. Maybe Netflix and chill, you know, watching mm. a good movie. Then physical touch, you know, hold my hand, cuddle with me. That's be intimate. And I'm not saying that it has to go as far as, you know, sex, but being intimate, just being close to each other, being in that same space with each other, sharing that same space, locking arms or, you know, looking at each other. You know, you look in somebody's mm -hmm. eyes that you love. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> These sounds like you want to be spooning with somebody. <laughs> You know, it's crazy because at night, you know, when I go to sleep, I do. I do like the spoon. Mm -hmm. I do. And and that's just me. I like to mm -hmm. cuddle. And, and Until you get hot and be like, move. Yeah. <laughs> Back up, I'm hot. Turn the fan on. But when you're getting into the, you know, when you're first going to sleep, then yeah, that cuddling is, is good stuff. Out of these, everyone has a primary love language. And I think I've already told you mine. If love is not expressed in your primary love language, you may not feel loved. You must speak each other's language. Do you believe that? I do believe that. I do believe that. But if a lot of times we give a person what our love language is, and they tend to give us what theirs is. So I think just having this conversation, I think in all new relationships, this needs to be discussed. So I right. might like quality time, physical touch. But if I'm with someone who likes 
to give gifts. They're giving me gifts where I appreciate it. It's not hitting that spot. You know, I want that physical touch. I want that quality time and that words of affirmation. I guess I want them all. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I want them all. <laughs> what what but, is your what is your primary? Like, if you had to pick one to be the number one, what would it be? Hmm. I would probably say physical touch. Probably. I mean, spending quality time together is good. But when you're together, you could be spending that time together and just sitting there looking like two bumps on the log on the couch. But if you're not holding hands and cuddling and having that intimacy, so I will go with physical touch if I had to choose one of the five. What about you? Now, quality time and physical touch for me kind of go hand in hand. Um, But one thing with quality time is that you it has to be undivided attention. Like oh, I, don't, yes. I don't think quality time, I said Netflix and chill, but I don't think real, real quality time is us sitting there watching TV and not talking mm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Like I think some of that quality time needs to be, hey baby, how was your day? You know, what's going on in your life? Tell me something about you. Um, anything. Just talking and 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 talking to each other and getting to know each other a little bit better. And then maybe you can just watch a movie or, or do something um, that the two of you like to do. But quality of time needs to be undivided. Like the kids can't be running in the house, mommy, daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's, not, that's not really quality time. We may think that it is, but once I start looking at this, mm-hmm. that's kind of time that you... You just have. It's it's not quality. The physical touch, yes. Yes, physical touch, that's probably my number one. And quality time is a really, 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 really close second. Yeah, I was thinking when you were talking about the undivided attention and the undivided time, don't be sitting there scrolling your phone on Facebook or on social media. You know, put your phone down. Right. You know, if it buzz or, you know, you, you always get these notifications. You don't have to look at every notification that comes through. Put your right. phone down. And I shouldn't have to tell you that because we're together and we're spending that quality time together. That's just what I'm expecting you to do. Right. But you have to communicate. Yes. You have to communicate. And it's okay to ask your mate or family member for that love language that you want, it's okay for you to say to your boo, your husband, I need some quality time. Come give me a hug or hold my hand Mm -hmm. or it's okay for you to ask for that. And you know what? Darn it. Say, hey, my love language is quality time and I need that. Can you give me that? And then say, hey, but what is your love language? And I want to give you your love language in return. Because I think after I read all of this, and I've read it before, but for this episode, I really kind of got deep into it and trying to understand everything so that I could speak about it. I feel like you have to, you know, sit there and help them understand communication is key. Communication. That could almost be a sixth love language. Because no. you got to know how to communicate. I like for people to communicate with me. Yeah. We also need to ask ourselves, does our mate 
family members or friends? Do they feel loved? Because this love language is not all about the person that you actually are in a physical relationship with. It can be for your children, your mom, your fam, any family members, your friends, anybody that you love. My kids probably <laughs> like the gift giving and the act of service. I can't get any quality right. time now that they all grown. What is your baby girl? What do you think hers is? Give giving. <laughs> Money. I'm going to sit down and watch the movie with me. Yes. <laughs> now, one thing that I, I did read was that a lot of us are selfish with our love. Like, mm. we want to love you the way we want to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I've said that before. I had to think about it. I was like, you know, I'm loving you. I'm I'm loving you the way I want to be loved. And I'm thinking that that's great. But all of us, if all of us have a different love language, then I can't love you the way I want to be loved. Because physical touch might not be your love language, your number one primary love language. So right? is that someone that, I think you're right. So would that be on a compatibility list? What is your love language? Do we need to have the same love language on some level? Because if you like physical touch and and I really don't, then that kind of makes us not that compatible. You make ding, ding, you ding, make ding, someone ding. comfortable. Right. Yeah. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Yeah. If my love language, my number one, if my number one love language you don't like, we're not compatible. Cause I'm gonna be sitting there, sitting beside you, and I'm gonna go to to hold your hand or to cuddle with you. And you're gonna be like, I don't like all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, Make me uncomfortable. Like, I'm gonna be like, he don't love me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't love me. You don't want to touch me. But it's not that. He mm-hmm. might love me. He just don't want me to be all up under him. That's not his love life. So like the words of affirmation, I like to be told nice things about myself. That's something that I need. But if I have a mate who doesn't do that, like you said, do I not feel loved by him? Or does that some kind of way makes me feel insecure a little bit? Because I can get everybody under the sun to tell me, oh, you look pretty. Your hair looks nice. Or I love that outfit. And the one person that I'm wanting to get that from is not giving it to me. Right. Is that a deal breaker? Is that something that could put a wedge in your relationship? You think? I think I think it has. I think it has mm. for a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We couldn't figure out what it was. Like, mm-hmm. what? What is it? It's a. It's, most people say, "Well, it's a disconnect." You're absolutely right. Right. You're absolutely right. right. Look, friends, I'm talking to you. We sit down and we talk about things and we say, well, I don't know what happened. You know, he said he loved me and I love him, but we got to disconnect. You're right. Ding, ding, ding. You are absolutely right. You get the prize for today. You have a disconnect. He's not speaking your love language and you're not speaking his. And you're probably not communicating about it because you think, he should know how to love me, right? Yeah, yeah. And they don't always know how to love, and we don't either. Mm -hmm. But when we tell them, and we're open, and we communicate those things, there may be an honest effort to try to do those things, but it may not just be in that person to be capable of doing it. So is that different? Because if I know that you're capable of doing it, but you're not doing it, 
that's something different than you're not capable of doing it. And that's why it's not happening. It makes sense. So I know that you have it in you to say these things or to do these things because I know you've done them before. But then I have to look at it like maybe you just don't want to do those things for me. But then you ask, you ask yourself, does this person have the skills to do this? And it's something that they may desire to do, but just don't have the skill to do. Do you continue to work with them to help them build that skill to help you love you the way that you need to be loved? Is that just too much effort to be putting into a relationship? <laughs> if you want to put that much effort into it, then that's up to you. But <laughs> I got to teach you after I've communicated with you and said, my love language is, and I might not say my love language is, I might say, I like to, I like to cuddle. I like to mm-hmm. hug, you know, give me a hug sometimes. Just come in the house and you know, sometimes I like from to grab me from behind and just give me a big old hug or kiss mm-hmm. or something like that. If you look at me and like, yeah, I don't like to, I don't really like to do that. You know, it's going to be my choice whether I say, well, what can we do? Now, we may be able to work together, but if you are adamant and you're like, I don't like all that huggy, huggy, feely, touchy stuff. And I know I really like that. Then we have a conflict and we have an issue. And a lot of times we try to force that square peg into that round hole and it don't work. Right. It does not work. That's why we all end up, when we have situations like that, we end up sad, crying, you know, because we're not getting what we want, but we're in this relationship and we're trying to hold on, but it's not working for us. Yeah, that's why I think this, this needs to happen really soon into the relationship when you see it getting seriously because you don't want serious you don't want to be two or three years down the road and a light bulb goes off that hey we are just not compatible or this ain't working I can't really put my finger on it but something like you said there's a disconnect or something is just not right right do do you feel that love languages are multicultural you know I think so maybe the way that they are expressed differently i mean i do because everybody has a certain way that they want to be loved regardless of whether you know you're in spain italy germany the united states in the caribbean everybody has a way that they want to be loved i think it just you know it just depends on who you are I, I, i think it is multicultural i really do and we keep going back to our mates we need to we we kind of need to delve into, you know, your kids. Are we mm. loving them in the way that they want to be loved? You know, is there a disconnect? Do we even listen to them? I tried to I tried to use this with my daughter as well and thinking about how I love her. And I sent her a message. I said, do you feel loved? And she said, <laughs> yeah, why? And I'm like, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm listening to this webinar and, and I want to know, do you feel loved? So I didn't, I didn't delve into it with her, but I wanted, she probably like, why is my mama asking me that? But you know, Fee, it goes a lot deeper than that. My thing is where do these love languages originate from? I think for me, I would think that they will come as a child. So like my parents, they loved us. We got the physical touch. We got the quality time. We got the words of affirmation. And because they didn't really have the finances, it wasn't a lot of gift giving and, and it may not have been a lot of acts of service or whatever, but 
we got that quality time. We got that physical touch. And I think when people are young and they may not get that from their parents, then they grow up that not being important to them because they didn't get it. You know, back in the old school, the old days, you know, the, the, the fathers would say, I think it was on the movie Fences, his son wanted him to be a little bit more affectionate to him and, and, and show him love. And he told him that his way of loving him was he took care of him. He provided mm-hmm. for him. So back mm-hmm. in the day, that that's how our parents showed love. They provided for us. They make sure we had a roof over our head and our needs were met. And sometimes we get out there and we work, we work, we work, and we don't always have that quality time, especially as a single mom. I didn't have a lot of quality time to spend with my kids, but I made sure that they knew that they were loved. You know, when I was able to, I would give them gifts. They got that physical touch. So I think it originates from what we got growing up. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. I agree. Because I think my mother gave me acts of service, meaning she went out there and she worked and she worked hard. And I knew I was I was smart enough to know that the fact that she was out there working so hard meant that she loved me. Now, coming in the house and giving me hugs and kisses and all that stuff, I got that from my grandmother and my aunt. My grandmother gave me the quality time. I was Mm -hmm. with her everywhere. And she gave me gifts. Mm -hmm. My mom gave me gifts. My aunt gave me that personal, that physical touch. Like I could sit right up under her Mm -hmm. and hug on me and, and hold me and, you know, stuff when I was little. And even now, every morning she gives me words of affirmation. I'll put a message out there on Facebook and she says, good morning, sweet niece. You know, that's to me, that's the words of affirmation. And I think growing up, I got what I needed Mm -hmm. all the way around from from family members. And I think that's what kids need. So Mm -hmm. out there, friends, VIPs, all of y'all who are listening, ask your kids, not only your mate, we started out talking about your mate, your husband, your boyfriend, but include your kids. Ask your kids. They might not understand you if you ask them what their love language is, but you can ask them, hey, do you like mommy or daddy to give you hugs? Do you like me to spend time with you? Do you like it when I give you gifts? And just see which one lights their faces up. You know, if you say, hey, you like it when I give you gifts? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or you like it when I give you hugs? And they're like, "Mm." (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, spend some time talking to them and asking them what their love language is. That's your homework assignment. What can you do differently to make someone feel loved? Now, if you are already doing that, then, hey, kudos to you. But if you feel like you could work on that a little bit, that's a homework assignment. And like we do normally, we're going to put a post in our VIP group. And we might also put it on the page and ask you, you know, have you asked your mate or your kids or loved ones what their love language is? And you might be surprised when you find out what you thought it was. Mm -hmm. It might not be. It might not be quite what you think it is. So take a minute to do that. I'm going to do it. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about another situation. What if you and your mate or your kids, 
Your mate might be in the military. They may be uh, away from you remote and your kids may be in college. How do you, how do you handle your love language then? I think things like writing letters, you know, we can set up Zooms, we can set up FaceTime, you know, quality time and affirmation is going to be important. Some of the things you may or may not be able to do, but you can, you know, you can send gifts. I know a lot of the military, they, you know, when they get those care packages, it just means a lot to them and, and it's filled with some of their favorite things, like maybe a chocolate bar or something that they can't get um, over where they are or their favorite um, scarf that they had or or pair of socks or a blanket that they love. So kind of sending them things like that over there would be good. Leaving something special like a jacket or something they can put on and, and feel you, you know, spray your cologne or your perfume onto an item and send it over there so they can smell you. You know, I think yeah. you have to be creative in those situations. But um, you really have to. I know I, I was listening to this story and this girl saying her husband was in the military and he had been in two different, he had been deployed two different times and she is a physical touch, love language. And she said that he sent her a card and it had a piece of paper and a big piece of paper in it. Like he had drawn out his hand on the paper and he told her every time she wanted to feel him to put her hand in his and close your eyes and listen to this recording that he sent her and she said i felt him it's it's amazing how the mind works yes you know like that she literally said she felt him and it made her feel better. That's a connection. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, some some things like that, You as far as being remote and, and even with your kids. You know, my mom uh, used to send me little care packages and then sometimes she would take off and come up and hang out with me. And, and that was good when I was in college because... I was having fun, enjoying myself, but then I would get in those moments where I would miss back home mm-hmm. and she would come up to visit me. That made me feel good. And I was able to, you know, keep on going and and, and not be so homesick when I first started out. So for 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 people that are remote, if you have somebody that is remote, think about doing some of these things, writing letters, being on Zoom, FaceTime, getting that quality time. Maybe sending your child or your mate a uh, recorded message that says, good morning, sugar. Good morning. I hope you're having a nice day. Um, send them send them one. It doesn't have to be every day. It could be a couple of times a week, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. That is a good idea. You might be giving some of our listeners ideas who may be in long-term relationships, may have kids out of town, may have parents in a different city. I mean, those little things, they show that I'm thinking about you and you're on my heart and on my mind. Right. We always want to feel like we're on somebody's heart or on somebody's mind. We talked about one of our classmates. You know, we're all turning 50 this year. So I believe she had asked her husband to. So every day she posts something 
token of his love that she gives that he gives her every single day and it's like i know that she's enjoying this journey but we feel like we're experiencing it with her as well so i just think that that was sweet and i know you had mentioned that earlier too about her yeah and and that makes me think that her love language is um gifts giving gifts she puts a post on facebook every day for the mm-hmm. last up to up to her 50th birthday so it's 50 days and he's given her very very nice gifts and tokens of his love it's just like wow and you can hear her excitement in her messages that she writes and her face just you know you could just imagine her face just lightening up when she gets that gift which it's awesome. It, you know, it makes me want to tune in or, or get on Facebook every day and see, well, what is he giving her now? <laughs> <laughs> so, friends, I think it's important to, you know, if you feel like it's, it may be something that you're missing in your relationship or something is like, uh, it could be better. You know, things, things are going well, but I feel like something is missing. I feel like something could go a little better. Do a little research and figure out what your love language is. But don't keep it to yourself. Let your mate know what your love language is and ask him what his or hers is so you can make sure that you are also reciprocating, you know, that person's love language. So I can't give you quality time and um, physical touch and words of affirmation because those are mine. But those are the things that I'm expecting from you. So if his are the same, that's great. But if it's not, I need to make sure that I'm giving him what he needs and I think it can work if they're not the same we just have to put up a little bit more effort to make it work right and at the end of the day both of you will be looking at each other and your heart will be smiling our episode topic was what makes your heart smile and if you do all the things that Red just told you I think you'll know that your heart is smiling because when my heart smiles I can feel it beating and I can I get all butterflies and jittery mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm just feeling happy. I mean I could see myself skipping down the street. <laughs> <laughs> when you really feeling loved man you could just feel yourself just floating you know like on the cartoons when the person mm-hmm. is floating they got hearts mm-hmm. they floating behind the person. That's how you feel. You hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> exactly. No, you hang up. Let's hang up together. <laughs> On the count of three, let's hang up. <laughs> One, That's two. when your heart is smiling. Yes. yes. That is definitely when your heart is smiling, friends. And right now, you know what we do at this time. We are coming to the end of our topic, but we are going to give you some tips. And my tip for tonight is leave the credit cards alone. If you have one credit card, okay, maybe two. But some people have three, four, and five credit cards and have balances on each one. Now, I know we were just talking about the five love language and giving gifts is one. But if you want to give a gift, okay, fine. But don't put it on. Don't don't depend on your credit card for it. Or if you do, Make sure you pay that credit card off at the end of the month before those fees start hitting you. Don't depend on credit cards for your life, okay? And I know there's some people out here that are really, 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 really responsible. 
And they use the incentives on credit cards. Like if I put all of this on all of this on the credit card, some people some people put their mortgage on a credit card to get the points back or to get money back because you get a certain percentage of money back once you um, use that credit card. If I if I spend a thousand dollars, I may get twenty um, percent back or however much, however it works. But those people, if they're responsible, they're paying that credit card off at the end of the month. They're not letting the balance carry over. So my tip for you this evening is really simple: be responsible with your credit cards. Don't go out and and get credit card after credit card after credit card and have balances on all of your credit cards. If you can, pay your credit cards off at the end of the month. And if you do have to have a carryover to the next month, try to pay that off as soon as you can because the carryover builds up, the fees build up, and next thing you know, your credit cards have kind of gotten out of hand. So that's Fee's financial tip for tonight. Red, what do you have? That's some good info, Fee. I want to talk a little bit about anxiety. Apparently, you know, it's a lot going on in the news. I, I think we're easing up a little bit on the COVID. But, you know, even with these mask mandates, a lot of people are dropping these mask mandates. But there are a lot of people who are still anxious and nervous about this pandemic. And we also have the war that's going on over in Russia and Ukraine. And, you know, we're wondering how are we going to get involved and and what is going to happen? And, you know, those kind of things can create a lot of anxiety. Gas prices going up, you know, anything can happen. Food prices going up, the banking industry is going up, you know, just a lot going on. But I want you guys to be aware of some of the signs and symptoms of anxiety. Um, feeling restless, wound up, or just feeling like you're on edge all the time, feeling easily fatigued, like you're tired all the time, you're just low energy, having difficulty concentrating, and you're feeling like your mind going back and forth, your, your thoughts are racing, being irritable, if you feel like you just snappy all the time, you just lash out for the smallest little things, just being easily irritated. Some muscle tensions, you know, just having a hard time relaxing. You feel tense like your shoulders hunched up and, you know, you just your body tense, your fists clenched, you know, those things like that, those muscle tensions. Difficulties controlling your feelings of worry, like you're just worrying all the time. And the last thing is just having sleep problems, such as difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, just restlessness or just not having unsatisfying sleep, waking up in the middle of the night and stuff. Those are some signs and symptoms of anxiety. There are so many things that can be done naturally and, you know, with medication. And I don't mean marijuana. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Some people do. Some people do smoke marijuana because they're anxious and to relax and to calm down. But can't you just use CBD? That's yeah. what I was about to say. The CBD oil is is natural. Is is you know is is um it's legal. You can get it anywhere. I think a lot of people drop it on the back of the tongue. I have a lot of people who are anxious about taking medications, and I do, you know, recommend the CBD oil. And I know some doctors may recommend that sometimes too, but an alternative to medication. But meditate, journal, deep breathing exercising, 
praying. Those are some of the things that can help you alleviate some anxiety. And if it gets out of control, there's always mental health therapists you could talk to. You could talk to your pastors and other church members, the deacons and stuff, just to kind of help you get through this if you don't feel like you want to speak with close family and friends about this. But anxiety is real and anxiety attacks, panic attacks and all those things. And it's a very uncomfortable feeling. So whatever you can do to try to help you alleviate some of the stress and anxiety and worry, you definitely want to do it. That's my tip. All right. That's some good stuff. I know I have moments of anxiety. So I appreciate those tips, Red. And I'm going to look into the CBD oil stuff. I was reading up on it. And I think you know, it'll help me sleep at night because sometimes mm-hmm. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, why am I? Why can't I not sleep? Me too. Me sure. But friends, anxiety is not always a negative thing. Sometimes it's a lot of good things that's happening and stuff that create anxiety as well. So don't look at it as a negative thing all the time. Okay. You all could right. be excited about this podcast and having difficulty sleeping. I am. I'm anxious. (laughs) I I get anxious about this podcast because guys, Mm -hmm. when we come to you, we want to make sure that everything is good. And I know everything can't be perfect, but I want it to be close to it because I want you to enjoy every minute of the podcast. So right now we're going to say good night, guys, because we've given you all that we have and we hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you know how to make your heart smile now and we gave you a homework assignment so we're going to be waiting for your responses in the group or on the page make sure you go out there and talk to your family members and your loved ones your mate your boo and ask them what their love language is you may be surprised it might not be what you think all right good night peace and blessings peace and blessings We are here to inspire her, the total woman. Yay!